author, researcher, mom, wife, inventor, coach, CEO. These are just a few of the roles my friend Annie Grace plays each day. You may have seen Annie on Good Morning America or in People Magazine because what she does is really revolutionary. And that's why I asked her to speak at my event, Go Boutique Live, last year. I wasn't surprised when her program was one of the highest rated. So I asked Annie if I could share some of the highlights on this podcast today for those of you who weren't there with us in Texas. Of course, she said yes. Annie's best known for teaching people how to have freedom in their relationship with alcohol. But her techniques help you free yourself from any limiting belief and head trash you've built up. So get started if you want to learn how to grow your brain to be a better marketer using the same techniques she's taught hundreds of thousands of people around the world. This stuff really works. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. We were living in London, I had two young kids, and I was drinking almost two bottles of wine every single night. And it was a dark place, because here I was totally in control of everything else. I had the marriage, I had the family, I had the career, I was in charge of 28 countries, flying international first class twice a month. I was global head of marketing for a very large company, the largest international foreign exchange company. But I could not get this one thing together. And I'd been trying, I'd been setting myself these limits. Okay, I'm not gonna drink until Thursday or Friday night. And then I wouldn't do it. Something would happen on Wednesday. And then I'm, like, I'm just gonna have one alcohol-free day a week. That's what's gonna happen, one day a week. And I couldn't do it. And I was in this shame cycle of making and breaking promises to myself. And it was so painful because I lost the one thing that we all need more than anything else. We need to trust and believe in ourselves. And when that goes away, it's called learned helplessness. You basically give up. And this is a real scientific phenomenon that can really happen. And by some miracle, some act of grace, I was sitting in the airport in London, Heathrow, coming back, having had just drank two vodka orange juices at 6 a.m. in the morning. And it was another one of those lines that I'm like, I'm not gonna do hard alcohol in the morning, that's just a no-no, That's then I'm one of them, then I'm over there, right? And I crossed that line, and I was feeling all of the burden of that. I was going back to my family, to my husband and my two young kids. I was bringing them absolutely the worst of myself when they deserved the best of myself. And I did something that I didn't realize was totally radical at the time. You see, I'd been asking this one question, I'd been asking the question, what's wrong with me? Am I an alcoholic? Do I have a problem? Why can't I get it together? What's wrong with me? 
And so I started asking a new question. I said, why? What changed? Why was it that in college and even the early years living in New York City, I could take it or leave it? What changed? And the radical thing I did was I stopped trying to stop drinking to look for an answer to that one question. Why? Because as Sarah says, willpower does not work. And the willpower cycle had got me into this downward, negative, painful shame and blame. And I knew in one moment of divine grace that I had to put down the weapons of shame and blame. And I had to salvage some relationship with myself because I was the only one who was gonna save myself. And so I did for the next year. I looked and I researched and I wrote a list of every single reason that I drank. From it relaxed me, to it helped me have more fun, to it made me a better marketer, to it made me better at sales meetings, to it loosened me up in the bedroom. And methodically, I went through every single reason and researched the science. And what I found after that year was that with that new knowledge, it wasn't really doing what it said it was gonna do. And I told my husband, I said, hey, if you wanna drink with me again, tonight's the night, because after tonight, I think I'm done. And he looked at me like, what? Who are you and what have you done with your, my wife? But he's like, all right, we split a bottle of wine and that was almost five years ago. And so I took all my learnings, I put them into a book and it's been in People Magazine, it's been on Forbes, I've been on Good Morning America, have a very popular podcast, have been able to take my kids around to see me on television. And it, it's been just a really amazing journey. But you might be wondering, what does this have to do with photographers? <laughs> because the truth is that I'm not here to tell you not to go to your happiest hours. I think you will all enjoy that, it'll be very fun. And what this has to do with photographers is imagine this for a second. Who here is somebody who has suffered from addiction? Raise your hand. And would you imagine that addiction is probably one of the most difficult things to get over mentally? Yes, say yes. So if I can take the technique that I developed to free myself from alcohol addiction, do you think it could maybe help you to free yourself from some of your limiting beliefs and toxic thoughts? Say yes. All right, so that's what we're gonna do today. So, head trash. I'm gonna spend just a few quick minutes on the science because for me, there's, are there a few, a few science-minded people in the room? Anybody? All right, awesome. For me, I have to know why something works. It's so important. It's why I told you the power poses work because they tell you physiologically that your brain is really in the mode of power, right? This stuff works. I'm just gonna use a really quick minute to share with you. So basically, thoughts are things. And what I mean by that is they're actually made up of physical and chemical components. So a thought, very specifically, is an electrochemical reaction. And so let's break that down just for a minute. So electro is thoughts produce energy and activity. So waves of light. And you can imagine how powerful that is. A laser beam is waves that are concentrated that can blow something up, right? A microwave is waves that are concentrated that can heat something. Your thoughts actually produce waves, like literal waves. And that's the electric part of it. Your thoughts also produce proteins. So if you were to close your eyes, and I was gonna tell you, we're not gonna do it right now, but it's an amazing exercise. If I was gonna tell you a really happy story, 
your brain would produce serotonin. It would produce dopamine. You would feel really good. If you were to close your eyes and I was going to tell you a really horrific story, your brain would produce adrenaline and cortisol because your thoughts create proteins inside your body. And your chains of thoughts, which are your physical structures, they're actually structures in the brain. When you do something over and over, and then you combine the body, the habit of doing, the physical activity, with the mind, the thought pattern associated with it, you create something really, really powerful in your life. And as Sarah said, goals are nothing without habits. I mean, they're just lipstick on a pig, literally, because it's the habit, the ability to do the thing every day that's going to help you reach your goal. When you think something once, you might create a little tiny bump on your neuron. When you think something a thousand times, you start to create a physical structure. Now, why is this important? This is important because imagine you had a Ferrari, and you were going to take that Ferrari, and you were going to drive it on a dirt road. You probably wouldn't get very far very fast. And that's a lot like a new thought, a new belief. You're going to adopt a lot of new beliefs over the next two days. Sarah has stuff packed for you that's unbelievable. She's going to take your head trash, clean it out, and give you new things to think. You're going to go home. And the first few times you think these new things, it's going to be like driving a Ferrari on a dirt road. But when you come back here next year, after you've been thinking these new things and using your planner and going the entire year, it's going to be like driving a Ferrari on the Autobahn. This is how you change who you are. We undervalue our thinking. We allow crap to come into our brain all the time. I should do this. I shouldn't do this. I am this. I am that. And I'm going to get really specific about what some of those beliefs are for you. Sarah and Aaron were nice enough to make me a list. So we're going to go into how to change those. But just imagine that this work you do that doesn't feel comfortable right now, it doesn't feel comfortable because you haven't yet built the structures to make it like driving the Ferrari on the Autobahn. They've done studies on all sorts of professionals. They should do one on photographers, because I'm sure it's the same thing. But in a piano master's brain, the part of the brain that governs piano playing is actually larger. There is additional gray matter that's been created. Now, you guys are photographers. You're artists, right? So you've created additional gray matter around pointing and shooting and using the rules of thirds and composition and all of these beautiful things. And Sarah's like, hey, guys, that's not all you need. You also need my three silos. You also need pricing and selling and marketing. But guess what? You're photographers. So you haven't grown your brain in those areas yet. But you can. You can. And then the freedom is yours. Because then those things become as natural for you as the things that you didn't know when you first picked up a camera. So the power that we have inside of us just with our thoughts is so, so spectacular. Thoughts actually create new neural paths. This matters for one reason and one reason only. The reason it was so easy for me to stop drinking once I spent an entire year reframing what I thought about alcohol, I'd look at it and I couldn't see that glass of wine as a relaxant because I now knew it released adrenaline and cortisol inside my body. But when I thought that new thing, it was so easy because at the end of the day, we only do what we feel like doing. Willpower has a place. 
The first few times you're driving that Ferrari on the dirt road, you're using willpower. It is bumpy. You know, the first times you're going to the gym, you're building that muscle. But then willpower goes away. You're going to hear from Bart Miller, and he's going to tell you some amazing things. And I guarantee you, to do some of the stuff that that man does with his body, it doesn't use willpower anymore. It is who he has become because he's changed his thinking. And at the end of the day, you have to do the work up front, the hard up front, so that it becomes easy later. It is really hard to keep going against, oh, but I don't want to sell, I don't want to market, I don't want to price more. And those thoughts, that head trash, you can do that forever. You can do that for years and years and years. Or you can shift your mindset, you can get into the car with Sarah, you can let her show you where you're going, and then you actually create your own pathway to where those things become super easy for you. So I created a technique, and it's three steps. I'm going to teach it to you right now. It's ACT, and it stands for Awareness, Clarity, and Turnaround. Awareness. Awareness is simply hearing the words in your mind. And as you're sitting here in the next few days, every time you start to feel a little uncomfortable, anytime a speaker says something that makes you feel a little bit triggered, Anytime you have a little bit of, oh, maybe I should be back home, what we tend to do is we tend to have that discomfort come in and we just try to shut it out. We try to close the door. There's some thought that came in and we want to shut it out. I want you to write it down. What I do whenever I'm at a conference like this or a learning session is I actually create a, a page in my notebook and I call it thoughts. And they're all thoughts that I'm going to come back later because every time you feel an emotion, it is your trigger to know, oh, there's a thought there. There's a belief there. There's a story there. And the faster you can break through these stories, the faster you can become the person worthy of the goals that you have for yourself. And so awareness is simply hearing the words. And you hear the words completely and totally based on a negative emotion, or sometimes it's a positive emotion, but emotions are your guide and your signpost. Now, the interesting thing is that we spend a lot of time in our society trying not to feel our emotions. I mean, why was I drinking? Not to feel my emotions. Why do we binge on Netflix? Why do we pick up Instagram? We do all of these things to not feel our emotions, to buffer between ourselves and our emotions. You know, what I'm telling you right now is these emotions, these moments of discomfort, these are your guide to the person you want to be. And it's going to be like anything else. It's going to be a muscle for you to lean into this and say, OK, I'm just going to hear it. Without judgment, I'm just going to write it down, whatever it should be. All right. And if you write a few down things that you may have thought walking in here, maybe you felt a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe you're like, I don't know anybody. I shouldn't be here. Maybe you're thinking I should have stayed home with my kids. Maybe you're thinking you're missing something. You know, maybe you think that everybody else in the room is more successful than you are. All of these things, just write them down because this technique can help you undo them and find other beliefs that you believe even more to create those new neural pathways. So once you have your emotion written down, once you've heard the words, you ask yourself two really simple questions. And it's just, how does that thought make me feel? And how does that thought make me behave? Now, we think a lot of things that we assume are innocent, OK? I was at um, a party the other day, and I was trying not to eat sugar. And I couldn't say no to the cake. And so I had a big piece of cake. And I was walking out to the car. 
And I had this moment of discomfort, and I was like, ugh. And I heard the words in my brain, and they were, I shouldn't have eaten that cake. Now, that sounds really innocent. It sounds like, well, yeah. I mean, if you don't tell yourself you shouldn't have eaten the cake, you're going to eat it next time. It sounds like, yeah, well, I should be correcting myself. I, I should be making sure that I do, you know, do better things in the future. It sounds really innocent. I shouldn't have eaten the cake. But then you run it through this filter. How did that thought make me feel? It made me feel stupid. It made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel like, oh, down on myself again. It made me feel guilt. It made me feel helpless because it's already happened. It actually made me feel a lot of feelings that I wanted to just push away. And how did it make me behave? Because now I'm not feeling good at all. To be honest with you, I went home and had a candy bar. <laughs> because I wanted to push away the feelings and because the main thought was, oh well, there goes my no sugar thing. I broke my streak. What the heck? Mine as well, right? And so that thought that sounded so simple, I shouldn't have had that piece of cake, actually was really toxic. So then we get to the next part, the T in ACT. And the T is a turnaround. What is a new thought that you can actually believe? And here's the key, okay? There's been this positive thinking movement, which is beautiful, and it's, it's so much better than negative thinking. But I think it's gotten one thing a bit wrong. It tells us that if we don't feel like a success or we don't feel beautiful, we can just write it on our mirror, put it on a thousand sticky notes, say, I am beautiful, I am a success, chant it to ourselves 80 times a day, I'm a success, I'm a success, I'm a success, I'm a success, and then somehow we're gonna believe it. Now the problem with that in the brain is that if you tell yourself something that it doesn't believe, it calls BS on you. So if you don't think you're a success and you're chanting to yourself a thousand times a day, I'm a success, you actually create what's called neural toxicity. That's from Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she studies this. She's a neuroscientist in South Africa. And you create a toxic place in your brain because your brain does not believe itself. Another word for that is cognitive dissonance. It's when you hold two opposing thoughts about the same thing. So it's like a ladder. Maybe you want to get the belief I'm a success, but you feel like you're not a success at all. What's the first rung? What is a belief that you can adopt, a thought that you can adopt? What is the first step on that ladder? Maybe it's I'm in this room to learn how to be a success. Because how does that thought make you feel? Certainly makes you feel a lot better that I'm not successful enough to be in this room. And it certainly doesn't create the neurotoxicity because you're not BSing yourself. And so a turnaround is all about creating a new thought that you can really, that when you start to realize this, and <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna start to write down your thoughts, you're gonna have that page in your notebook, you're gonna have a lot of thoughts coming in over the next two days, and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like opening the attic, and you're like, shut the door, walk away, that was terrifying. Right? It's so scary. It is so scary to be honest with ourselves about what we're really thinking. But thoughts happen. You can no more make yourself stop thinking than you can make your heart stop beating. And so we have to have curiosity over judgment. 
When our thoughts happen, do not get mad at yourself. Get curious. What is the belief? This is an opportunity, this is a gift. So you have to approach your thoughts with curiosity over judgment. It's so important. And so the final step in ACT is just check your work. So it's a bonus C. And you take that new thought, you take your turnaround, and you run it back through that filter, those really simple two questions. How does that new thought make you feel, and how does that new thought make you behave? So I hope this technique serves you, and thank you very much. Hi, friend. I know this has been a hard year for so many people in our world, and especially in the photography industry. There's so much chaos, so much unknown. And if you're like me, you're probably feeling like this has got to get better. I know that what all we need more than anything right now is connection. We need to be together with other boutique photographers. We need inspiration to keep going and we need to grow. And that's what my three-day live virtual event, Go Boutique Live, is all about, making your business better. It's the world's only three-day live event just for boutique portrait photographers. And this year, Go Boutique Live is 100% virtual. That means you can literally be anywhere in the world and attend Go Boutique Live. Now, this is not a webinar. It's not a live stream. It's not some pre-recorded broadcast like other events you've probably attended online. This is a live, interactive, immersive, three-day virtual event where I'm coming to you using brand new technology that's never been used in the photo industry. I'll be able to see you and interact with you live while you're seeing me and all the other boutique photographers attending Go Boutique Live. These are unprecedented times, but the bright side of that is you have an unprecedented opportunity to get access of three full days of training on what's working now for boutique photographers without leaving home, with no flights, no hotel, and no risk of sickness. This is your chance to immerse yourself in everything boutique. Grab your ticket now before prices go up at www.goboutiquelive.com.